modulating longevity genes to keep your patients looking and feeling younger and keeping them free of disease could be possible, according to findings of a study conducted in New York. Nia Barzilai, director of the Institute for Aging Research at Albert Einstein College of Medicine, gave the American College of Physicians meeting in San Diego his group's findings on the role of genes in aging. Lipoprotein particle size, apparently, is related to specific genotypes, and there's a gene that protects against dementia. After his talk, I asked him about the study. Well, we, it began by finding out that uh, the 100 years old have a very unusual lipid profile. That is, not only they have a high HDL, but they also have a propensity for large lipoprotein particle size. So they, they all come in different size in our body, but some of them are very, very large. And more than that, we discovered that those large particles are associated not only with the longevity, but also with a risk for cardiovascular disease, hypertension, and metabolic syndrome. And that led us to look at candidate genes that are on the pathway of those uh, lipids. And we looked very carefully at changes and, and mutations and polymorphisms that are all kind of synonym words for changes in the genes in those uh, compared to other, and we found significantly change, significantly changes in the sense that we could follow that their um, the levels of those genes of this genes product was low was was different, and they are associated with different outcomes. Now, could you name names? You've got a, a couple of genes here. Uh, uh, one is an APO gene uh, concerned with lipoproteins. The other AD. Uh, well, could you please yes. name them to me and tell yeah. me which ones are important? One is an APOC3 uh, lipoprotein gene uh, in a promoter region that. Uh, people with this gene we have showed are, uh, have life expectancy of about four years uh, longer than people who don't have, have this gene, and it's uh, very overpresented in centenarians. The second is CTP, it stands for cholesterol ester transfer uh, protein. Um, it's also in a significant part of the gene, and it's associated with better cognitive function as we age. And adiponectin is. Um, uh, actually a, a gene that uh, comes from fat and has properties to improve our metabolism and to fight inflammation and uh, indeed we have evidence that it does both of those in our centenarians. Now could physicians be using these genes to screen their patients and make predictions about the future? Uh, this is too early you know the reason we find these genes is to find the pathways so people could measure other things because those mutation in one population might not be the same population in other. For instance, Japanese centenarians also have a CTP mutation but not at the same place. So uh, genetic screening is problematic because our population is not homogeneous. We want to measure something more um, meaningful and usually it's a, it's a peptide or lipoproteins or something else. Now you've discovered these genes by looking at very old people. You've also discovered for instance some killing genes which are, are, are less prevalent in older people. 
Right. The uh, killing genes we haven't um, really discovered, but there's uh, lots of genotypes for disease that are absolutely associated uh, with them. I gave an uh, example of Cloto. There's LPLA. It's another lipoprotein that if you have it, you're at risk for cardiovascular disease. Um, and there are several other diseases that uh, genes that will kill us. There's uh, breast, breast cancer genes, uh, other cancer genes, etc. Now, does this mean that we could potentially develop drugs to improve, for instance, the proportion of longevity genes? Yeah, absolutely. That will be, that, that is the goal of our study. We want to find the genetic factors that uh, influence longevity so that we can identify pathway and develop drugs that will interact or imitate what those genes are doing so that they will prevent several age-related diseases and promote a healthy living and longevity. And to quote President Kennedy, as, as you mentioned in your talk here uh, in San Diego, uh, it's not just a matter of adding years, but adding new life to those extra years. Do you think that doctors may be able to do that? And are there any things that you can say right at this moment that doctors might implement in their care all over the world? Yes, I, I, you know, for, for the first question, I think uh, it's achievable. You know, uh, I, I'm probably going to be like many doctors before who came and said, you know, in five or ten years we're going to have treatment. And, and most of us have been uh, wrong before. I, I think that uh, what I'm seeing around is that we are thinking because of our experience in a relatively linear uh, way when uh, in fact I think the progress is not linear anymore, it's exponential. And so I would be, I would be very um, I would be very optimistic. I'm in self involved in several of my discoveries on a biotech level leading to drug development. But what can doctors do now, do you think? Some of the photographs you showed clearly illustrate that some patients are going to live a long time. They, they look much more healthy and young, even at the age of 100. You know, we know what to tell our patients, and the, the major thing that will have impact on longevity now is stopping cigarette smoking and decreasing weight. That's going to be the major impact. Everything else is going to be a minor to extend life a little bit. Okay, now to talk about more extent to, to achieve our maximum lifespan is a little bit of a longer story. But you think that there could be gene switches in the future perhaps? Absolutely, absolutely. That was Nia Barzilai, who's Professor of Medicine and Molecular Genetics at Albert Einstein College of Medicine in the Bronx. In San Diego, for the Audio Journal of Global Health Issues, I'm Peter Goodwin.